You are listening to Therefore I Geek Podcast, episode 41. Oh, 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 woke up today. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore I Geek. I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy. I'm Becky. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about uh, Becky's first experience at con. Uh, way, way, way back in episode three, I think, uh, I had my friends Nick and Liz on to talk about their experience at Emerald City. And this past weekend, Becky and I went to Baltimore, which is always a fun show. And uh, it was her first experience, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. And we have Tracy in today, so so they can kind of do a little bit of compare and contrasting on on their experiences. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, first off, I, I should point out that all three of us are pretty tired. Uh, Becky and I got back <laughs> at like ele- about twelve thirty, oh, and then had had to get up for our day jobs. Yeah. Uh, so we're running on minimal sleep. Minimal sleep, <laughs> and I'm on cup of coffee number four for the day. Oh, nice. but you should tell them about your coffee. Yes, and and, and this this <laughs> may play into future podcasts. Um, <laughs> or this we, one. We, or this we went one. To, we went to a panel uh, that was comic creators consuming coffee. Love the alliteration. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, and the the creators in question were drinking a coffee. Uh, brand called Death Wish that claims it has 200% more caffeine. Hmm. Um, so, so of course he orders it while we're sitting there in the panel. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else was a smartphone invented for? <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I'm also consuming coffee at this point and mine is um, Starbucks is tribute. Regularly caffeinated. <laughs> it is regularly caffeinated. However, it is Starbucks Tribute, and this is their 40th anniversary blend. This bag that I just opened is actually from their 40th anniversary. It is the very best blend they've ever done. I worked at Starbucks at the time. It's also the last bag of free coffee that I ever got as a Starbucks barista, and I've been hoarding it for like six years. So it's way so past... So it's a special occasion. It kind <laughs> of is. It kind of is, yeah. So um, I'm trying well, to keep up. I have this feeling I won't, though. That's nice. Um... <laughs> I'm not drinking any coffee, so that wasn't, that wasn't that wasn't intended to be dismissive, but you know if it works. It sounded like it. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyways, yes. So, Becky, you know, having having been been dating me and living with me for a while, um, what were what were your expectations coming into this? I know I've I've told a lot of con stories. Kyle has told some. Dude has told many. I don't think you've heard all of the really insane ones with dude, but <laughs> there's there's also a podcast of that. There is. I know. I need to go back and listen to like every podcast ever. <laughs> there are some highlight reels for sure. For sure. 
and that that yeah. particular podcast is on them. I, I you remember guys, you guys I, should put together a top ten. Oh yeah, I was like, I'll be honest. There's clip some, show. There, there's a, there's there's a few you can skip. Like, they're, they're, We've they're been not very tired gold. from time to time, like we are today. Yes. Um, but today's going to be a great podcast. Just mm-hmm. FYI, because we're all imbibing. <laughs> I'm not. I have ice oh. water. Anyways, they, uh, they, they didn't know that until you said that. I said it like two minutes ago. You weren't paying attention. Yeah, but not while we were live. No, I said it like two minutes ago. You guys were... Anyways, moving on. (laughs) Okay, so expectations for Khan. Definitely that there would be a lot of walking involved. Um, And it met my expectations. (laughs) Did it exceed expectations? I don't know that it exceeded expectations because you have to remember i am a disney fanatic i go to disney world at least once a year so there's a lot of walking that's involved there especially like back in the day um you'd run around to get fast passes disney has since changed their fast pass system but um and we're going on so many tangents today i'm sorry guys but I don't think it exceeded my expectations for walking because you told me so many stories. I had pretty high expectations. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew is very, um, well, we wrote, we actually wrote a post a long time ago about what you should do if you go to a convention. Um, and Andrew gave like, I think 10 or 15 tips on what to do. And one of those is buy good shoes. Right. So yeah, he, he's very... Um, aggressive about letting you know that there is a lot of walking in fact it almost raises your expectations higher um, yeah but then it's a convention well, so not really well and also again i mean i, I have a lot of those and a lot of those were learned in, literally in blood like the, the, <laughs> good, the good shoes thing it's there's a lot of walking i had pretty epic blisters a few years ago in new york on day one. Oh, geez and it just it just made life a lot more difficult so so that's you know some of these things are coming from actual lessons oh, yeah. personal lessons learned but um, so, so so what else had i uh planted in your head there well what was funny um when we were packing he's like so what bag are you gonna bring I'm like i need to bring bring a bag why would i need to bring a bag um i was like i, I mean i guess i'll take a purse but i was kind of hoping I could just stick my stuff in your pockets and use, you know, guys are human purses. Right. Um, yes. Because uh, I definitely cosplayed the first day. We could talk more about that later. Um, but so I wasn't really planning on bringing a bag, planning on bringing a purse. I was planning on just using him and his giant cargo pants. Um, and I had no real understanding of why you would need a bag. And then... Especially because Baltimore is more uh, very comic focused. And, you know, I like video games. I like movies. And I know some other cons have more mixed media than just um, comics. But, you know, I'm not a huge comic person. So I wasn't really expecting to buy anything. And then we get there and I'm like, oh, look at all the Funkos. Ooh, look at all the cool prints that have disney crossovers in them and yeah sure enough i ended up buying like a ton of crap and um luckily i got a free tote bag from one of the vendors and used that to carry my stuff around but 
that yeah, has been was... yeah that's been my lifesaver before too when you purchase something and they give you a free tote and you're like oh good i didn't think about this yeah uh, and i think that's a lot of the reason they do that i would say baltimore is kind of one of those shows that it's it's nice because it's a reasonable size yeah you know we we could walk around i mean we cover the convention floor in i mean start to finish in like 3 hours ish got there about 10 we were done about one you know, right about one o'clock, we want wanted to go to a panel, so that that's nice. Whereas, as Tracy <laughs> threw <laughs> you into the fire, wow, um, with that, New York yeah, that first year, yeah, that was exhausting. I was so tired. Actually, I think it was day two. I ended up asking you if I could take a break, and you went and did Artist Alley, and I hid behind Artist Alley and kind of like along the side behind some curtains and I just slept like sort of yeah. tucked my head over on my shoulder and just fell asleep for like an hour. It was I, I nuts. The, the funniest part about that is you looked at me you're like how, cause you came in, in, in two days later, you came in on Saturday and I've been there for Thursday and Friday. You're like, how have you been doing this for two days and they're still going? <laughs> I know it was crazy. I was eating cereal bars to try to stay like alive. It right. was nuts. It was nuts. And then um, fortunately, I mean, Andrew was smart enough to tell me, I mean, experienced, I should say, enough to tell me to bring a water bottle. Without that, I would have been dead. I would have been dehydrated and dead. It was nuts. That, that, that's another one of those great lessons learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I say we learned that one the hard way, but it was kind of nice because dude and I got completely destroyed on five beers. <laughs> and wow. then and then Powers was, was gracious enough or dumb enough, I'm not certain which... To drive into Manhattan from Queens, <gasps> pick our drunk asses up, drive us to my hotel about 30 blocks away in Manhattan, and then drive back to Queens. Oh, that was so Damn. nice. You owe him so, probably for the so rest nice. of his life. <laughs> it was so nice. It was also like, like we next day we're like, why the fuck did he do that? <laughs> well, and then the, fun, the, fun part, the fun part was, I don't know what, Chris came, or dude came back to my hotel to crash. All of his stuff was at Chris's. So the next morning he had to like get up, go out to Queens. What? Like and like go to Chris's to shower and get clothes. I don't know why he didn't go back to Chris's to stay. That makes no sense. Were you at the Jane? I was not. Oh, okay. Well, at least like you I had said, a full size room then. Yeah, and like I said, we were really, really drunk <laughs> on five beers. Because <laughs> we had we had no food and no water all day. Oh my god. That'll do it. We also forgot we weren't in college anymore, and so we were drinking pints in like five minutes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that didn't go well. So, so what did, what did you think of the con once we actually got there? It was fun. I really enjoyed all the cosplaying. That was a whole lot of fun, and doing actually cosplaying and participating. Um, in that sense was, was really awesome. And I, um, I being a Disney fanatic dressed up as a Disney character discussed from inside out. And, um, it was cool because all the little kids that were there, I, I didn't realize how many kids would be there, how many families come, but I would hear kids go, mom, that's disgust. And several kids asked to take their picture with me. Aww. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was really cute. 
And there was one little girl. She was my absolute favorite. Um, we were leaving um, one day and she was like right outside the door and we're walking past and I hear behind me, disgust. And it had taken me a good part of the day to <laughs> learn to respond to that. Yeah, that was, um, that was kind of amusing. Um, so I turned around and before I was fully turned around, she was just at my legs giving me a giant hug. And she was probably Aww. like four years old. Oh my if, gosh. If that. If that. She, she was, was so small. She was so cute. And her mom asked if she could take her picture. And like that little girl's day was made by seeing me in costume. And I was like, that's awesome. Cause now my day is made Yeah, from that little hug. So I'm like, I'm just going to dress up as like kid friendly characters from now on, because you get such an awesome reaction from them. You're, yeah. less, you're a lot less likely to get the creepers. Yeah. 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 I was just yeah. going to say the same thing. That's the only, I mean, cause I've seen cosplayers get, really good reactions from adults but then unfortunately that's not always welcome right so, yeah but, oh that's that's great i'm so yeah. glad <laughs> that was it was a lot of fun yeah so i think i was surprised by by how many kids were there yeah baltimore's nice about that where it's it's a little bit more because it's comics it's it's, it's a little bit more family friendly yeah and it's reasonably priced so they can actually like bring kids for the whole, th- you know, for Saturday or Sunday or, you know, some of the big content in New York, it's so hard to get tickets in the first place. Yeah. And then uh, the tickets themselves are like 65 bucks for a Saturday, at least yeah, the last so- time I looked. So that's yeah. that's on the high end, especially if you've got kids. So, right. you know, you have to think, I mean, you have to assume kind of two parents, maybe. Um, so that's $130 right there. And then you add, you know, two, three kids, you're done. Like that's yeah. your that's your vacation for the year. Well, and I mean, like shows like New York and, and other shows, they'll have a kid's day. So they'll have like either free or discounted tickets mm-hmm. for children, which is you nice. Sh- but that, but then you end up like New York. I I loathe Sundays at New York. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Of, I remember. Because it's kid's day. Because it's it's just it's wall to wall stroller. That's what I was just going to say. It doesn't. It's not even the walking kids. It's as, the strollers. Parents use them as fucking battering rams. Yes. Oh, yeah. And with as kid, like well, rolling with, no, with the kid in there, <laughs> the kid yeah. in like, there, seen, or they make I've the seen... little kid like two years old walk while they like stuff it full of comics and stuff. And I'm like, um, I'm pretty sure that's not why you brought that. But I mean, I, I've seen that too. That that's dumb. But the battering ram one, like, and I've seen people do it with like with the kids not in it. Like they're just yeah. pushing law. No, kids in there. They're using the kid as a weapon, like an <laughs> yeah. actual, not like a psychological weapon. No, it's a, an actual weapon. <laughs> I mean, we're like, we're only about a step above just, just grabbing your kid by the feet and swinging them. <laughs> and I, I do have to say, I, I was really impressed. Everybody, for the most part, seemed to be really nice. We didn't really run into any jerks um, or, no, you know. so Yeah, shockingly, that was, we had a, we had a very, a very, very positive experience. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, we did overhear uh, <laughs> one of, one of the, the line supervisors, if you will, getting getting a talking to from a, a supervisor about uh you know assholes and lines and yeah I, I think somebody had just come in they had like vip passes and wanted to skip the line and the supervisor was like the vip pass doesn't let them skip the line it just 
means that you know it actually does at certain conventions. Well, and I I, I was wondering about that. I lost track of of whether Baltimore was not like mental edge. I couldn't remember. Well, but, but yeah. I I think it's or, the responsibility of the person with the VIP badge to know what comes with it. Well, and right. also I mean obviously the line worker to know that you can. Or I, I think skip I it. think that's the bigger thing is the person working the line and and, and this guy he was. Just, he was he he knew what 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 the issue the thing was and just he was trying to be a nice guy about it yeah so apparently some people were jerks but that's hard to avoid um but overall i mean i didn't feel like it was too crowded everybody seemed really pleasant um we had a lot of a lot of really just nice interactions with people yeah definitely uh um we had some fun, ran into some, some folks we know. Yes. Um, Santana and uh, Andrew and Maz, well, they all know from Borderless. Uh, they, Tana was up for the Retailer Summit and then the, the whole convention. And then uh, Maz and Piovani joined us on Sunday. And Maz was wearing a Therefore I Geek shirt. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm not sure he knew he was wearing it. <laughs> He got off of work at two in the morning, and he and Piovani jumped in the car and drove to Baltimore. Are you serious? That is dedication right there. That or is crim- criminal insanity. Well, you know, not, it's, not, it's, not, a, in, it's a thin line. In Maz's defense, they didn't. Have to, they did not have to drive back. I guess Maz's dad lives outside of Baltimore, so they were able to to, to crash. But what day did they come in? Just Sunday, because okay. Uh, since Tana, uh, Tana was at the the. The convention and they had to work, yeah. Pete, well, and Pete and Nikki had to had to, had to leave for some family stuff. Yeah, Piovani had Piovani had to work, so and Maz was delivering pizzas till two in the morning. <laughs> right, 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 right. And it's a solid what four or five hour trip up there. Uh, up, <laughs> up was about four hours. Um, have we not hit some kind of congestion from hell for about six miles? It would not have taken us that long. It would have only taken us about four hours down, but it took us about five and a half, almost six hours down. Ay, ay, ay. Which is why we got, which is why we got in it at, you know, 1230. Ooh. Yeah, we're not irresponsible people. We just hit a bunch of bad luck on the way down. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. We're not that irresponsible. <clears throat> so what were the, some of the things that you guys really enjoyed seeing, whether it's Artist Alley or some of the other booths? What were some of the highlights of what you saw while you were there? I really liked Artist Sally. Um, And I kept walking around that area because, as I told Andrew, um, I feel like I just see something new every time I walk past. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool to see people's creative spins on characters that you're really familiar with and the different styles of art. Um, you know, I realize may, may actually have something to do with that, and, and I mean, like, I mean, I, I have that same feeling. It may have something to do with the fact that a lot, a lot of the artists have the portfolio books out, right? And frequently, every time you walk past, those portfolios are on a different page. Yeah. Uh, there's the one exception with the the um, inappropriate Disney <laughs> that was on that same page. What? <laughs> uh, Peter Pan's Shadow was doing inappropriate things. Uh, there were so many things but yeah there was one i mean, I mean that whole that, that booth had a, a ton of just like i was kind of wondering like why that was like why why that guy had that stuff out like it was really not appropriate especially uh, for a family-friendly convention that seems odd yeah like an odd choice 
especially yeah especially that yeah it was also like all of the stuff that was super inappropriate was like um, you know pretty lower down where kids would have been able to see it as opposed to like putting it hanging it higher up so that maybe the kids i don't know i don't know that he and i don't know that he's like a lot of times you'll see that like they'll censor it with like so with a little like sticky notes or tape or something, you know. I don't think he did. Yeah, I mean, like, it just like did not seem to give a shit. Yeah, it, and not that I am for a censorship at all, but but there are appropriate times for that sort of thing. And, and yeah, yeah. I mean, there's well, a difference right. between censorship and being appropriate. Yeah, those are two yeah, different things. Right. Yeah, except for that. Yeah, that that guy. Like it, his book was always open to like the same page like every time, but. Hmm. Well, I mean, whatever titillates the audience, I guess. <laughs> so I heard that you guys uh, met some of the artists that we've known from previous podcasts or who have done guest stuff for us. Well, we did get we did get to see Tom King, which is always always pleasant. Uh, he's got some new work coming out that uh, I'm excited to excited to check out. Yeah, he is so great, and some of the stuff that I've just kind of seen coming down the wire it's not released yet i think it's coming out in december or something like that um he's got some really cool stuff yeah i mean we, we, we went around and um and, and and made some some connections hopefully we'll uh we'll get to see the the fruits of that i think you said next, that in the next few months yeah i think you said that david peterson was there as well david peterson was there um picked up a couple of mouse guard books he now has a mouse guard uh role-playing game which uh, seems kind of interesting, and he was telling me I can't remember. I'm I'm drawing a blank on the um, the the um, the system. I think with Burning Wheel, I think is what it was called. I'm tangentially familiar with it, but not not mm-hmm. not super familiar. And he was saying it was interesting because he I guess he knows the guy who was who who made the system, and instead of making Mouse Guard work for the system, he went for the other way. He actually made the system work. For the Mouse Guard universe, which I thought was really cool. That is cool. And he's got he's got like interesting things. I mean, it seems to be a little bit more um, kid friendly. So there's no like there's no hit mm-hmm. points. It's all condition based. So you tired, hungry, sick. Oh, that's fantastic. See, and one of the things that I loved about David Peterson from the get go is that um, his books are pretty kid friendly. There's a little bit of violence, but it's not any greater. And I've I've drawn the comparison to Redwall before. Um, which was a book that I, or a series that I used to read when I was a kid. And then reading Mouse Guard, I get kind of the same flavor. So the thing that excited me about them was getting the opportunity to pass down these graphic novels to my nephews who are quite young. They're too young to be reading them on their own now. Um, but the cool thing is every time I go and talk to David Peterson and I say, you know, I'm buying these for my nephew, he really goes above and beyond to uh, customize them for me. Like he'll, he'll say, you know, he'll inscribe them to my nephew but then he'll also draw like a little mouse head or whatever in there and having an rpg i mean i think that that's the perfect way to kind of transition the little ones from you know just reading these graphic novels to actually doing rpgs and then i mean who's to say that somebody who's five now is ever going to play dungeons and dragons but they might get into that idea through this which i think is cool yeah i mean like i mean it's just it's a fun Seems like a real fun, lighthearted kind of game. You know, some games get really dark and serious, and yeah, this this does not appear to be one of those games. So that that's nice. That's fantastic. 
So, so Becky, what was your, your favorite part of the convention? Oh, my favorite part? Yes. Hmm. Well, I already told you the story about the little girl. That I think that was my favorite part. Um, but I think the reactions from people um, when I was doing the cosplay, that was I th- probably my favorite. And I think... Now, now do you mean the, the people there or the... Because you posted pictures on Facebook while we were yeah. there and, and got, got a pretty... Uh, vigorous response I think it, it was really the response from everybody and that goes to the people at the convention the my friends who commented on Facebook even people in the hotel in the elevator um, and I was thinking about it you know we I was really nervous about the cosplay. Yes, you were exceptionally nervous <laughs> about that. Um, Especially the walk to and to and from the convention center. Yeah, once you're when you're in the convention center, you're in like the safety net of geeks, um, if you will. And you know, there's plenty of other cosplayers. There are plenty of people who went way further with it than I did or ever will. Um, and so. Yeah, there were a couple of questionable. Well, <laughs> like what? How about is that really considered clothing? <laughs> um, that, that one poison ivy. Yes, um, and oh my god, the number of poison ivies, Harley Quinns, Jokers, and Deadpool's—it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, people at con cosplaying are—you know—they all go above and beyond, and it's crazy. But when you're just walking down the street. Especially because I was in full green makeup. And um, so I was a little bit nervous about how people would react. Um, But, you know, we were in the elevator at the hotel and the guy was like, well, what's going on? Why are you all dressed up? And, you know, we actually had a conversation with him. And then later when we were in the hotel elevator and I wasn't green and wasn't dressed up, you know, you just sit in silence. And I'm like, this is it's so cool that I was so nervous about what people were going to think. Cause I looked so weird, but it's kind of cool. Cause it actually helps you connect with people and gives you something to talk about. Um, whereas otherwise we'd just all sit in awkward silence for the 32nd elevator ride. And yeah, I was like, look, geek culture is bringing people together. That's, so that's awesome. Cool. <laughs> that's Without awesome. being angry. <laughs> usually, usually it's angrily but that's you know. yeah um but there were plenty of people there you know just in baltimore who weren't at the con who you know came up and talked to me because i was in costume and i just thought that was really cool nice <laughs> that is fantastic i'm really <laughs> glad that you got such a positive response i mean we've talked about cosplay on the blog before and how um, unfortunately it can occasionally be a negative experience. And right. I think that due to geeks, I, I, like us stepping out or, or speaking out and saying, you know, we would like everyone to be respected, um, no matter what you're cosplaying, no matter how you're doing it. Um, everyone needs to be treated with the same respect. You know, you need to ask if you want to photograph that kind of thing. That I think that with that push to be more respectful of cosplayers, that it, I'm hoping that in the future, new cosplayers like you 
um, always have a positive response and always are ready to do it at the next convention. Because, I mean, God forbid that we actually drive away one of the best parts of conventions just because, you know, geeks can be occasionally assholes. Right. Yeah, I mean, there may be other factors that, that end up driving cosplay out of, out of conventions, but that's certainly not... Certainly, it, it would be much better if uh, if it were not behavior-based. Exactly. Exactly. So, Andrew, what was your favorite part of the convention? Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> uh, you know, the two panels we went to were, were, were really pretty good. We went to uh, the aforementioned coffee creators... Cons- or <laughs> Coffee Comic creators. creators consuming coffee. I see the caffeine is kicking in. <laughs> it's doing something. <laughs> I don't know if it's kicking in, kicking my ass. <laughs> I don't know. Something's kicking is happening. I think um, <laughs> that was a, that was a lot of fun because it was just uh, some creators talking. Uh, Becky got a, a book after afterwards from Greg Pak. Yeah, um, and it- I got to tell him he was the the first comic book i ever got signed there's a dude and i got uh got him to sign world war hulk book back it was our second year at new york oh wow how did he respond to that he was pretty pretty uh excited about that <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i think uh, i think that was actually his first appearance at new york too he was uh he was sharing a, t- a table with peter david and that was cool oh my gosh that's so cool did you tell him this is that this is the first year you won't be able to go i didn't, I didn't. oh okay that was fun. And then the other one, it was um, talking about how comics are a, a mirror on on culture and on society. And in general, it was, that was a cool topic, but it was what really made it was the people who were there. It was Mark Wade, who is probably one of the uh, foremost experts of comic history, especially within within the uh, within the industry, because he's, he's a, obviously a very well-known comic writer, um, mm-hmm. won a Harvey the night before. Oh, wow. Yep. And then it was uh, Walter and Louise Simonson, who, I mean, Walt Simonson is probably best known for his run on Thor, which I'm working through and is unbelievably amazing. <laughs> but uh, he's written a ton of other stuff and, and is a very talented artist. And his wife was the, the writer and editor for various X titles for a long time. Uh, she's the one, I think I mentioned the story with um, Chris Claremont, Michael Golden going back and forth. He talks about Wheezy rejecting a cover. Oh, and yeah. And for, for a long time, I didn't realize Louise Simonson was Wheezy. And I really want to know where that nickname comes from. Yeah, that's quite interesting. Like, I mean, like part, part of me, you know, 1970s, part of me assumes it has something to do with Jefferson's and Wheezy Jefferson. But I, I want to know what that connection is. I uh, think it's just a nickname for the name Louise. Yeah. Louise. 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 Yeah. Still. I mean, possibly, but I'm just, I'm curious to see if that's, if there's anything more to it. <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. was a lot of fun. I mean, you know, but you know, Mark Wade's got just deep, deep knowledge and, and the Simonsons have been in comics for like 40 years. So... Like I didn't realize, like Walt, Walter Simonson's run on Thor that was so well received it was thirty years ago, and that was certainly not the first thing he ever did. Um, that was really cool. 
Well, the last thing is the um, I was able to pick up an artist edition of the Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck. Oh yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, and that's it's one of those like as as I've gotten more and in, more into comics and kind of started getting past you know the real like there's the really good stuff like the surface stuff, Dark Knight, Watchmen, all that. That's really really good, but it's kind of the surface good, you know, kind of everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes to that, and now I'm, now I'm starting to dig a little bit deeper. Um, there's the the the, the Simonson Thor run. Um, some of the, the the Don Rossa, Donald Duck, Uncle Scrooge stuff. Mm-hmm. And I picked up a couple of, of trades as well of that, and uh, or hardcovers. And that's just, it's really good. The art is gorgeous. I mean, just amazing. Um, he was geeking out pretty hard over it. Yes, yeah, especially over the artist edition. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some really cool stuff. You can see in the margins kind of lightly where um, where uh, Rosa is uh, leaving notes for the colorist or the letterer. Oh, nice. Um, in places you can, because they're basically just high, high-res scans of the original uncolored. It's, the, the art's been inked but not colored. Yeah. So the original uncolored art. Um, so, I mean, like you can see like staple holes and. That's amazing. Wow. Um, it, it, it's similar to the um, the Simonson. Um, uh, yeah. Walt, Walter Simonson alien book I have. Um, and I've also got a, a, a Jack Kirby, Joe Simon book. That's it's not an artist edition, but it's got a lot of like that. The uncolored art. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, th- you see things like. Uh, it was actually something funny they mentioned that the um the 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 coffee panel is seeing coffee stains on 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 pages. Oh wow! Like that, that like that was a you kind of almost see that as a mark of like you know a finished page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's been worked over. That's fantastic. Yeah, um, so you get to, you get to see that kind of stuff, and that's really cool. So th- there's 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 definitely more of those artist edition books that I would like to to collect at some point but like I said, just being able to see that kind of stuff is really really cool that's awesome so do you have any any final thoughts on your your first convention experience Becky hmm I don't know I mean I already gave let's see I talked about the cute little girl i gave my philosophy my deep thinking about cosplay um and i'm gonna keep bringing it up as a disney nerd there's a lot of things in common going to disney world and going to convention mostly it's the walking and the packing snacks and water (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah it sounds like there's kind of that sort of geeking out thing that you mentioned earlier, the um, that bordering on obsession with the genre, that kind of thing. That, right. Um, that geeks, all geeks, Disney geeks, as well as comic book geeks have in common. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. I'm so, so glad you had a good experience for the first one. It's I think that's important um, just because it's. It, it, that first experience is the one you go off from there. So if you d- 
don't have a good experience the first time, you're less likely to go to conventions. So right. knowing that it was that easy to kind of get in the swing of things, to meet people, to greet people, um, and that people love your cosplay, that's awesome. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. That's why I was just thinking about, you talk about the Disney thing. Um, and, and, and you know, at some point in the future, we may go more in, in, into depth on this. The, the one place I, I think it's interestingly different is Disney is very, very thought out, very intentional, very crafted. Mm-hmm. Con is barely contained boxed chaos. <laughs> That's right? true. I mean, I mean, I mean, literally, like, especially like the big shows like New York, you know, these big booths are, are erected maybe three days before, usually a day or two before. Mm-hmm. And by the last day of the convention, it's all torn down. So, I mean... You know, I mean, Disneyland, you know, Disney takes years to build stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, well-engineered and well-thought-out. And, I mean, sure, the, the floor plan and everything is laid out for, for the convention. But, I mean, it's just everything's crammed in there. And it's like, okay, go right now. Yeah. That's true. But if you know how to navigate it, you or can you make know, it work. Or, you know, you bring someone along who can. Or right. you just bulldoze your way through so you guys don't realize that there's a, you know, it, it, it's beneficial to be six six two and and two eighty five. Oh, I get out of people get out of my way. I remember that's why I walk behind you. Although admi- admittedly, at conventions, I am nowhere near the biggest guy. Well, you no. did tell us the story of bouncing off a much larger dude in order to make that little area, that little and it, opening. And if I people. if I hadn't made that opening, I would have been dead. <laughs> crushed he would have crushed death. my yeah. He would have crushed my skull like in one <laughs> hand. Uh. So Tracy, what have you been into lately? Um. Wow. So many things. So I'm continuing. That's right. Left turn. <laughs> <laughs> um. I am. There's your caffeine. I'm not people. tripping or anything. <laughs> um. I am. What I'm actually catching up on daredevil which i realize i'm really really late to this game but so good though it is so good and honestly i find myself rooting for wilson fisk which i know is weird but they do such a great job of the character development with this guy that you actually yes. see his motivations and you can get why he does what he does vincent um, d'onofrio was was just brilliant okay may i just point out that i've always hated vincent d'onofrio i hated him in law and order svu or not svu uh the whatever criminal intent i think um i hated him in jurassic world i have never liked that guy whenever i see him i'm like ew he has done a magnificent job i suddenly see why imdb says he's like the acting chops of a shakespearean actor or something whatever um he is phenomenal his backstory is so well fleshed out i mean it's they fleshed out his backstory better than they have daredevils in my opinion um so really loving that i think how far in are you i'm close to the end of season one i think i'm like one episode off okay so then you've you've met stick then yes 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 i have and and stick is cool and it kind of gives me a karate kid feel a little bit um but it's just less realistic than the development of Fisk. Like, it makes far more sense to have an abusive home and um, a kind of a pudgy kid that just reacts badly than it is. Sorry, spoilers, guys. Um, 
than it is to have a blind kid where this random, you know, guy who's also blind shows up and explains to him the ways of the force. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some it's, of that. Some... It's fine. It's it's fun. It's a comic book feel, very much so. But yeah, I mean, uh, well, you you also you'll also get I think more of that in in the next season and okay, good. What what I hope are, are subsequent seasons. A lot of stuff like going if you go back to like the Frank Miller runs and stuff, uh, things like the hand, uh, which is the the um, the ninja organization, the Japanese organization, basically the hand, mm-hmm. and and a lot of that starts connecting with stick and it starts to come together a lot more. Is the hand anything like the foot? Actually, yes. <laughs> no, that's actually um, if you look at the original origin of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like the ooze, whatever the whatever you know, whatever the ooze was originally, mm-hmm. it's because it's all parody of Daredevil, so like it's the same stuff that makes Daredevil blind and gives him his powers. Really, did not yep. know that. Wow, yeah. fun so, fact. So yeah, so the foot is actually a parody of the hand from Daredevil. That's awesome. Learn something new every day. You yep. really do. You really do. Um, I'll see if I can. I'll see if I can find like the uh, those couple of panels and, and put them up because it's it's funny. That's awesome. And, and and Eastman is, has has acknowledged just as much. Like Eastman has said, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's making fun of that. That's hilarious. Um, so for comics, I've been reading uh, Bizarro from DC, which I don't really like, but I'm going to keep going. I don't know why. Um, I've been reading. <laughs> I don't. Then just... stop. Well, but I have three issues, and I should read them all. Um. It's sad. It's a very sad world that I live in. Um, I've been reading Secret Wars. I've been reading House of M, which is one of the tie-ins. Um, I just finished Unit 44, which is a four-part miniseries. Uh, and I've actually put a review of that up on the blog, so I'll link to that in the show notes. Phenomenal. Please, please do yourself a favor and go read it. It's only four issues of floppies. It's so cute and so funny. And it's like... Archer had a baby with the X-Files. Yeah, that's that's actually a very accurate description. Hilarious. I mean, it sounds like something Archer would do. <laughs> actually, yes. Um, but yeah, really, really good. So I think that covers what I've been into, yeah. Nice. Becky? Um, I have been reading The Inhumans. Or no, The Young the Inhumans. Young Inhumans. Um, so I've started on that, and that's been really cool. Um, and what did I get at con? Let's see. Um, I got, well, the Greg Pak book that I got, which I read in about 12 seconds. It's a short little children's book. But um, if you have little girls, I highly recommend it. It's called The Princess Who Saved Herself. Oh, and nice. I've heard of that. Yeah. I mean, it's super short, and it's definitely designed for kids but um but it's fun and the art is pretty cool so yeah but i'm still working on young inhumans and uh new mutants is it new mutants no no, no all new x-men all new x-men i'm sorry i'm still <laughs> getting into this i gotta learn everything there are so many like there's House of M, there's X-Men, there's so Wolverine. Many, there's So many X titles. Oh my goodness. I can't keep them all straight. Um, but I've always been a fan of, at least in the cinematic universe and just 
in terms uh and the cartoon cartoon. well yeah but i've I've always liked the idea of the x-men and the mutants and maybe that's my special ed background coming out but um uh i've always thought the idea of the mutants is really cool so um yeah so i'm trying to now get into the comics and there's 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 some really good stuff out there and obviously it helps that that the x titles are one of my uh favorites Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) you read read this don't read this as much as i love cable don't read the 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 most recent cable Mm. run ever it was not worth the 25 issues oh it was painful yeah so what have you been into andrew let's see um I have just started watching Heroes, actually, for the first time. Finally. Okay, uh, well, you know they just got picked up again. Which is why I'm watching it for the first time. Nice. <laughs> I'll catch up eventually. Um, it was one of those shows that was on, on when I was in college, and just with everything that was going on and, and uh, the credit load I was taking. Wait, wait, wait. Has it been that long since Heroes started? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Are you serious? Remember, oh, my God, uh, I'm so yeah, old. Yeah, because I remember one of my friends watching it. While we were trying to study. Fudge sickle. I'm and old. I, and I, yeah, it's the one that's like, I don't even think we were watching the first season. It was like, I think it was the second or third. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm watching that. I'm five episodes in. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, like, I'm not a huge, I'm really not a huge Zachary Quinto fan. So hopefully this will, this will change my mind about him a little bit. I just finished, I finally just finished The Ghost Brigades uh, a few nights ago. I was good. It wasn't as wasn't quite as good as Old Man's War, but it was it was still good. Mm-hmm. You're really working your way through his books. I am. I, I really like their light. I like I like his style. Um, you know, there's there's some kind of dark, not like gallows humor, just kind of black humor. Awesome. Um, that 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 you know speaks to me on several levels because I'm a sick and twisted individual. You are. It's true. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Oh, you're just Damn. finding out this. Now I'm so sorry, Becky. <laughs> and she's locked in a room with me. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And the cats are on the other side of the door, so I'm, I'm tra- just trapped. <laughs> I tried to warn you, but he he threatened me and my family because he's a sick and twisted individual. He is. Um, let's see what else there is. Uh, trying to catch up on on my comics. I'm getting closer. I just caught up on on. Of the, of the stuff I've gone through, Batman was really good, as it has been through the whole Snyder run. Mm-hmm. And the last couple issues of Low have been really good. It's a Rick Remender uh, series. Mm. And I don't know if I just, I wasn't paying attention to it for a while, or if it actually went away for a couple of months. Like, it, it was, it, there was a gap in there. Uh, but I was I had, I had three issues that I hadn't read, and they were all really pretty good. And I've got some some great stuff now from the convention to uh, to read. Obviously, I've got the 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 Donald Duck, Uncle Scrooge stuff, which I'm I'm looking forward to checking out. Uh, I filled a significant chunk of my uh, missing issues of New Mutants. Nice. Conventions are so hard on the reading list of Doom. Yeah, this one actually wasn't quite as bad. Last year at Baltimore, I actually picked up several like novels. Um, they were they were hit and miss. There was one that was okay. There was one that was really not particularly good at all. Hmm. Um, I was not, not going to name names, but 
That's okay. I couldn't actually. I couldn't even name the name if I wanted to. I don't remember what the hell it was. <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was, it was kind of rough. But uh, this year there was there really wasn't um, wasn't a whole lot of lot of uh, of books that really interested me. So I just kind of just bought comics and some some other stuff. Still, it sounds like you got a good haul. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely got a good haul. I'm I'm uh, suffering from convent envy, y'all. If you haven't noticed, I didn't get <laughs> to go to Baltimore Comic Con, so yeah, I'm living vicariously through there. Uh, but Becky got me some some wonderful um, glassed etched lights with the um, the 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 Imperial logo on one, and the um, the the Jedi. Yeah, it was the the old old Republic. Nice. Like, like, like actually, like from like from like Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic games. Um, yeah, so they're like little LEDs. They're kind of on a base, and they got little LEDs in them. Ah, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So th- they will find a, a place in the uh, in the office. Yeah, I'm looking around right now, trying to figure out where they're gonna go. <laughs> but we'll find a place. Indeed. That's what I've been into lately. All right, folks, uh, if you like what we do, make sure you head on over to thereforeigeek.com. You can find our older blog posts and our other podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can follow Tracy on Twitter as at Mary Eyes. Mm-hmm. And you can find this podcast and other podcasts like it on iTunes and Stitcher. You can leave us a review and subscribe. So once again, I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy. And I'm Becky. And you've been listening to Therefore I Geek.